This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Couple things. Um, we're gonna get into direct questions, so start thinking. But, but for almost four of you, th- there's one answer that's super important. There is no right next step. And more importantly, back to Jerry's fun joke of show me the money, I think one of the most important things every single person has to think about here, and it's, you know, it's funny when you said, I don't know which post it was about gratitude, and I, what I said to myself, I'm like, right, because all of them are. Right. Yeah. Uh, something I'm really starting to understand, because, you know, again, some of you have been following me longer than others, like, a lot of these words, gratitude or empathy, it took me a little while to define them, because I was just living as a human, making content, and, and really not having the greatest vocab and being a good student, I also didn't even necessarily put words to them and over time, whether I read a comment and who knows why I got to the actual words that helped me frame them. But no question in that same process, the thing that is beating heavy in my mind and my heart over the last three months and especially over the last two or three weeks is happiness over money. In a real way, I mean it. I really mean it. And let me explain what I mean by that. You would probably be shocked if you actually understood how much money I leave on the table consistently and have my whole life. You know, it's one thing to say it now when I make a lot of, I get it, but you know, again, and some of you know this, like to go from 22 to 34 and never make $100,000 a year and build a humongous business for somebody else and then leave at 34 years old and start from zero. VaynerMedia started in a conference room of another company because I didn't have money to have, a, like co-working didn't exist yet. It would have probably been WeWork or something, like, right? It's super important for several of you in a row, really it was a side, to like really hear me on this, which is there is no right answer. There's no right answer. Like if you're gonna do real estate investment over Etsy because it seems theoretically that there's more money in it, but the two products you sell on Etsy are like in your soul and you like it, I can rest assured that I can give you tactics of how to build a Shopify store and run Etsy and run ads on Facebook that over time my belief is that when you're laying in bed from, you know, especially at five children, everything that's going on, that 9 p.m. to two in the morning, which is maybe your only shot to like really put in like clean time to execute against this, if you're not fired up about like searching on Zillow or like talking to a Facebook group about places or like emailing somebody of like, hey, is that corner of Michigan Street and is that a, if that doesn't excite you, you're not gonna have the energy to do that from nine to midnight versus if it excites you like crazy of like your honey-based facial cream and you love it more than everything, (laughs) you're gonna be in the comments and replying to everybody. And so on a very serious note, I, I really mean this and it's a good, you know, normally I go right into questions, but I wanted to set this up. There is no right answer. Like, like, like I never, overthink my next step. VaynerMedia might have been the wrong answer. K-Swiss might have been the wrong answer. Empathy Wines might have been the wrong answer if you're asking the question of what's the maximum use of your time for money. As a matter of fact, actually, let me take a step back, I know all of those things are the wrong answer. The right answer in the way that people ask the question here, which is what's the right business move to have maximized dollars for me was to start a $500 million fund get paid 2% of it each year just to deploy the capital, make one more right guess in my career that looked like Uber, Facebook, Twitter, nail it, and make a fucking billion dollars on the back end of an IPO of the next Airbnb. Or, that was the right thing for me to do in the way you're asking the question. 
the right thing for me to do because I knew myself as a human was to build VaynerMedia, enjoy the process of building something, manage a thousand people because I like feelings and people and all that shit. That was the right thing for me in the same way that it was the right thing for AJ to quit VaynerMedia because he hated managing people's feelings and this and that and he likes the sports agency. So I mean this like, and I mean it very heavily. I genuinely believe in changing the world and impacting it and however you view it and what the funnel that is, we have to change the conversation to happiness over financial success. It was, like, we have to. We have to, and I mean that. I really, really, really genuinely mean it, and I'll tell you why. Back to giving brings it and giving and, like, and wait two more years, like, and, and me, like, listen very carefully. The formula is basic. If you're able to disproportionately bring more value over time, you have unbelievable leverage. And if you choose to monetize it financially, great. But if you don't, and so, you know, for example, I've never scaled into e-learning and things of that nature because I'm not trying to maximize the money and like recording one program and then selling it for $49. I could sell 49 million of those. I could. And by the way, I'm not saying that you shouldn't. It's amazing. You should do whatever the hell you want. But in the answer of you should do whatever the hell you want, I think it's important, and let's take advantage of us being here, to be thoughtful about what actually makes you tick. What actually makes you tick? Because I'll tell you, me leaning in so heavy to what made me tick continues to give me disproportionate value to create unprecedented wealth if I choose to. If I choose to. And so I think, I think that's important. And I think, I think it's gonna really play out for half this room because you've already got certain things that are successful. And, this, and, and, then we're, and then it's funny where I just went, which is that naturally segues into what do you need the money for? The, the, the other important part of this question for everybody is how much does your lifestyle cost and why? You know, I don't, you know, like I'm, you know, I'm really, really fascinated by people buying homes that have more rooms than they need, you know, do they buy cars with logos, you know, that logos that are trying to impress somebody else? Like, what do you need? And so, I don't know, I really, I do think that, ironically, the floatier and ideological and like warm and fuzzy and change, like the more ridiculous this sounds, which is like, hey, like do nice things and live shittier is actually very real to me and I believe in it mainly because when you do it in today's environment where it's being documented, it allows you to have an insurance policy if after nine years of giving and living simply, you change your mind and you wanna fucking have a boat and a fucking mansion. What has happened during that time is you've built up the leverage to com- you were not gonna sell a million dollars worth of stuff two years ago, I remember. I had 24,000 followers then, now I'm almost at 100. And so what would have happened was you would have started the process of monetizing your audience, which changes the dynamic of you and your audience immediately. You know, even the, look at the meta version of this. I am uncomfortable to do this myself with an audience. I have to do it in the framework of being on tour on a speaking engagement because I don't want to monetize my audience. Like, my, I love when you say I wanted to give you dollars back than what I said in my head, yeah, rev sharing with the partners on tour and that makes me happy. That's what I want. I very easily do not need to rev share with a tour or other people. I could send one post and be like, give me the money, come and hang out with me. Mm-hmm. Right. 
you'd pay me more if I put in a setting that was warm and fuzzy, like come to Wine Library for the day. That's even more exciting. Like, <laughs> but that's not what I want. And so I really, really, really think it's important. Like I don't think people get stretched in. I'm stirring like fucking like NashvilleNectors.com. <laughs> you like it. You like it. You like it. Love that's having this service available just in case. Correct. You, I I understand. Thank that's I do understand, and I don't think you have to narrow in and like really choose. Like everybody pushes this notion that if you don't go deep on something, you're scattered. That's for them. That is true for some people. Some people are incapable, incapable of juggling eight balls. I can juggle thirty-four because I like when eight of them drop. The people that are telling you to focus on one thing, they can't deal with losses. So when they do two things and one fails, which is inevitable, because you're dispersing your energy, that's the way it is, or the energy comes from doing multiple things. I get energy from a random K-Swiss meeting, which then helps me run VaynerMedia. VaynerMedia runs better because I have empathy and baseball cards and the occasional wine library call and being Gary Vee in Nashville. It helps it. Because I need that you know, escapism, but still in the form of business. I use all these businesses the way people use golf and skiing and meditating. Do you understand? That's me. And a lot of people are actually like that. It's called being an entrepreneur. You are kinetic and ridiculous and random ideas and bouncing around and overjudging yourself that when you're going to taste something else real quick that you're losing focus over here, you shouldn't do that. now. What I'll tell you is that all sounds fine and dandy if you don't put, use an arbitrary number, 80% of your energy on your core as an entrepreneur, then you might get, you know, 11, 6% you know, might just be too much and you might not, you need something that grounds you and supports it. And this is back to Etsy and you know, real estate investing. Real estate investing, to your point, with no capital is a challenging game, mm-hmm. right? You can go spend your time and raise capital from people, mm-hmm. right? But you know, one of the reasons, if you even just look at my content evolution, that I'm so interested in Shopify or Etsy or going to thrift stores and flipping is everybody's spending all their time trying to raise money because that's the thing to do and I'm trying to teach people how to make money so that they're not at the mercy of people to raise money. It's just gonna take longer. I built a $200 million business with VaynerMedia. We didn't raise money. Started in the conference room. I limited my expenses. I didn't pay anybody anything at first and said, I got you if you believe in me, like, you know, over time. Like, so it's very, you know, just kind of going around. I think that was a good starting point because I think it changes the question and I think it gives you time to really think about it because there is no right for who. Like, right for who? Like, and by the way, I do not judge maximizing financial upside. I'm just wanting to make sure that you know that's where you're at. Is that where you're at? And more. I did not. So he talked, he talked about the same thing, but his word was fulfillment. That's right. So you what know. he said was, what is your, what fulfills you is not going to fill somebody. But he said there's two keys to success. Did anybody else go yesterday and watch it? No, it was number one. <laughs> it was the, oh, strategizing, achievement. what was it? Achievement. The art of achievement. So it's like the process. And the science of achievement. The, the art of fulfillment. Yeah. Makes sense. It makes sense. It's it, and I'll tell you what makes that message different today than 30 years ago: the internet. Mm-hmm. People have to understand this: the practicality of doing something as narrow 
as selling raspberry jam was impossible. You know, doing raspberry jam as your side hustle after you worked at your mortgage company at night in 1987 was impossible. You weren't gonna start a company like that. You weren't gonna be able to get into Whole Foods or ShopRite or Albertsons. It was impossible. The ridiculousness of the possible in an Instagram and Shopify world of selling your raspberry jam because you make it at home, then you ship it to 50 influencers and one posts it and starts the process of awareness and the cost of Shopify is nothing. And like it's, it's very scary to me in a great way how possible everything is with the internet. Um, and that's why these kind of foofy things that seemed way more foofy 40 years ago to me, let alone to, you know, are just not as foofy. It's just not, it's not. You can really do those things, but the question is you have to know what you're up to. You have, to, you have to know what you're up to. And you have to know if it's like, shit, I've gotta provide for five children financially. Well, everybody's, anybody here who needs money faster is already in a more dangerous spot. It's just the way it is, right? You know this from looking at, like, it's, it just, it is, I don't know. Putting your money into the lottery is mathematically a bad investment. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like, right? Like, getting overfunded and the burn rate this is what's happening to every startup. Smart kids, Stanford, Harvard, they're raising too much capital, then the money burns, and then they're spending all their time trying to raise more capital. They're not building a business. They're not spending time with their com- customers. That's what's happening. That's why it works. What? Guys, it's very simple. Amazon's the biggest company in the world and, and, and is dominant because they're religious about customers. I am who I am in the marketplace because I am religious about you guys. I don't want anything from you. I just want you to tell me something good happened from what I did for you, that is the fulfillment. That feels better. Admiration over cash. Not super complicated. And for real, not like 99% of people who say that, but then have a funnel on the back end to have you pay them $4.99 a month. And that, and I'm saying this because I want to make sure you hear me probably, there's nothing wrong with that. Just don't make pretend that's not what you're doing. If you're gonna start selling information, own it. Don't act that you're doing Jesus' work or you're the greatest fucking person, but then on the back end, pay me seven thirty nine a month. That's right. right? That's what everybody does, and that's why you don't like them, and that's why they're different than me. It's not super complicated. That's why they're different. Right? So that's the framework. Let's use that framework. What's your question? Okay, wow. So um, my question really is, I, would, I want your thoughts on something, um, and that's why I'm here. It's, okay. really, it's not um, wealth or business wealth. I get paid either way, um, and so I'm not really chasing that. Um, and my friends are not doing a very good job. I have lots of friends. They're all over the world. They're not doing a good job telling this story, and, um, and it's about empathy. It's about humanity. Yep. Because Right now, everybody in, in the room wants to do something really, really good, but then we go home and we, we aren't um, treating our other um, earthlings the same way because at the end of the day, we all live on Earth and there's no difference between all of us. And what I'm talking about is the story of, um, and I'm going to put this word out because it's super loaded, so, go ahead. so changing the dialogue is, is what I'm after and I want your thoughts on it, um, is veganism because it, at the end of the day, 
a cow is no different than a pig than than a chicken or your dog or your cat and we have a short list no matter where you are it might be a horse in your sure. country it might be a yep. dog it might be a pig we have a short list as a culture um, which one we can love and protect and adore um, and write into law you know to break open a, a, a car and save and yet we have a short list of those we just kill we kill um, at mass, we can hit, we can torture, we can abuse. Um, every single week, a billion animals are killed for our plates. And we say we want peace on earth, and yet we don't do that for our brothers and sisters who just don't look like us, and that's called discrimination. So what I'm after I understand. is I don't have a product to sell. I got it. But I have a story I want to change. Let, because let me give you a very easy, I mean, this is as easy of a question I'm going to be asked. Oh, okay. as, well, let, let's, let me tell you why. It's very personal to me because everybody's got their own version of it. Seven or eight years ago, it became clear to me that something in my communication style allowed me to penetrate the mindset of 15 to 25 year old alpha males in a way that most people couldn't. And the majority of people that penetrate 15 to 25 year old alpha males sell them things that I don't believe in. And so I started having to ask myself, what does this mean and what am I gonna do about it? Because if you really think about a lot of things that now have manifested over the last three years, whether it's Me Too or many other things, it came to a head even quicker than I thought. And so the great mistake that a lot of my friends who were also passionate about this is they look at other people, not themselves. And they look at ideology, not practicality. What can you do about it? You can put out content and be a singular person. You cannot ask others to get on board. You can only execute and have them get on board. Spending your time trying to convince others is the greatest reason no good things ever get accomplished. I mean that. It's what's happening on every issue. All that you see on any issue that people don't agree on, veganism, our country itself right now, race, everything. It's just people trying to convince the other person who doesn't think the same way as them. It's a complete and utter waste of time. I don't try to convince the other alphas that are selling jewelry and girls and models and bottles and money, cash in the ear, and this is, I don't try to convince those characters. I just put out my content and let us play it out. Okay, so I, That's it. I, I am doing, I mean. The end. Be, and I'll tell you why, and it's super important. It's super important, because there is no other alternative. Right, right. The end. So I'm writing a book. That's I'm it. starting a nonprofit. You should put out and unlimited pieces of content. Some content. Like no, no, the, the book and the nonprofit yeah. are heavy and slow. Yeah. Con, a piece of content that you post on Instagram tomorrow is fast and light. Your framework is heavy and slow and old. A book and a nonprofit is gonna take you a decade to even start the process of anything. Tomorrow, you can make a singular video on YouTube that for some reason strikes a chord. Most likely not, but you would then have another at bat the next day, all for free. Yeah. I'm telling you, this is super important because when people really have a passion around an issue, 99.99999% of people, the way you started your question and you framed it is convincing others to get on board and that never works. What works is putting out content and letting them come to you. Nobody wants to be told. No. I the know. end. I know. That's it. So stop telling. Start putting out content. I don't tell other people that are gonna be on this stage what to do. 
I talk to the audience and let them decide. That's how you impact. That's how you impact. So I guess, I mean, because that's not the approach that, that I take. I actually show the stories of the victims that are being. Great. And so, and highlighting, you know, just like any. Great. Highlighting the, the people that we are not seeing. What you need to make sure is that you're preaching to the audience that wants to hear it, not trying to convince the audience that doesn't. Yeah. You know what's so unbelievably crazy about this story? I don't know if there's a human walking around Earth right now who is more passionate about people and less passionate about animals than me. Let's talk about it for a second. It's really interesting. Like if you even think about it, I, and I've spursed this around content, sometimes I make the joke of like I don't like dogs and then I have to hedge it because I don't want people to really take me literally, but it's interesting. You have a framework of these are our brothers and sisters and I'm like that's so amazing, like I was listening. Yet for me, my great angst is I cannot believe how people treat each other but are willing to treat a cat better than each other. That's how I see the world. And I can tell you from how busy I am and like how I roll, like you're not gonna convince me. And I spend time seeing guys who like, I'm not gonna convince them that not going to the club and having a huge piece of jewelry so they can hook up with a girl that they think is pretty tonight, like that's not, I'm not gonna convince them at this moment. The end. And so we need to get out of convincing and changing people's minds and we need to be tripling down on our truths and let people come to us. That is a framework that will work for you because it works for everybody else and the other one doesn't. That's why nothing's, that's why there's so much tension in the system right now in our country. Everybody's trying to convince the other person they're wrong without being empathetic to their perspective. I think they're both right Right. in different ways. I don't think hate is good but I also don't think, I also, you know, I was born in the Soviet Union. I also don't think like the government should take care of everything for you. Like I mean, it could, you know, because the extreme, you know, and what, so I think you need to really think about that. It will work for you. Because then you're bringing people on board and then they're amplifying. I'm starting to see other people put out Instagram content around gratitude and empathy and kindness coming out of guys that look nothing like you just couldn't have imagined. Right. And I, and I appreciate your, your answer. I think that, once again, that word is very loaded. So there's, every, there's You'll appreciate this. Every word's loaded. In that, in Entrepreneurship. That, right. so, every word's loaded. So Entrepreneurship is loaded. No, I mean this. No, no. The, of the approach that I'm taking but, but every word every word is loaded it is. veganism's it loaded every our country yeah. is now politicizing everything mm-hmm. so every word will be loaded just get your head around it history will tell you the future the 30s the 60s we now live in a world where everything is going to be politicized yeah. everything so just everything's loaded that fucking documentary on Netflix loaded everybody up mm-hmm. in your world Everybody now has an opinion on it. Mm-hmm. Everything's loaded. Um, I've got a question. So for me, um, when I'm like yesterday, the message I kept getting was like find your target market. But for the products I'm selling, I'm selling um, or will be launching like natural hair care, natural skincare. I literally want to have natural everything, a natural, a complete natural alternative for everyone. So with my online content, I plan to share with people how they can create it for themselves. Smart. Um, because it's. For me, it's, it, it, that's where my passion is. The so end. The real estate world is just a way for me to get extra funding without having to be somewhere 40 hours a week, which is what I'm getting ready to return to with corporate America. You need to be careful though because, first of all, I love that part and I think, again, no different than what he was doing. Uh-huh. I, and you've heard this from me. I always tell people, if you're in a service, yeah. 
give away the content for free, yeah. that will get you more customers, not less, and that fucks with everybody. Like, what are you talking about? I need somebody to come in, like, I can't, I always tell people, tell them the secrets not to use you, yeah. then many more people will use you. Yeah, my friends were telling me that. I was like, so I, lo- I no, it, your friends always, yeah. let me say one thing, mm-hmm. pay attention to who's giving you advice. Yeah. If your friends have also built $200 million businesses, then that's a valid argument. Oh, no, no, no. You know what I mean though? Yeah, that's what, yeah that's what I'm, oh, you know, I love that. Yeah, I'm, I threw that shit out. I was like, no, I'm telling you, I, in my soul, this is what feels right. I'm a little yeah. worried that your strategy has a vulnerability, which is the real estate thing is not gonna be so easy. Okay, unless you have the right partners. And capital. Well, no, I mean as an agent. So I'm going into got this it. real estate got agent it. Got so it. that I can leave corporate got America, it. make That's more money faster with less time. Faster is the single scariest word ever for me oh. in my life. Oh, shit. No, 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 you do, you, do, you do mean it, and this is why I want you to listen to me. Okay. It's super important. That is the scariest word of all time, and when, when you have five children, two under the age of one and a half, like, yeah. I have a lot of empathy. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you right now, it's the scariest world of all time, mm-hmm. and that's why people go to real estate, yeah. that's why people go to cryptocurrency, and cannabis, and sports betting, and there's always a flavor of the month. Yeah. You know how many social media experts there were in 2009? Yeah. 2010, 2011, I know them all. Now they're Bitcoin experts. Now they're cannabis experts. Now they're sports, they're chasing. And what I'm worried about is that you're chasing faster dollars to siphon off your 40 hour week. I get it. It makes a lot of sense. I don't judge it. I understand it. I also understand why it doesn't work for 99% of people. It may work for you, but real estate, my sister got into real estate because she was unfulfilled being a stay-at-home mom, even though we grew up in an immigrant family where like that was the way you do it, and I kept pushing her and pushing her and pushing her. She was unhappy. Mm-hmm. She's never been happier, right? Yeah. But her first year, she thought she was gonna be a big shot. She thought she had Gary Vee as her brother and he was gonna give her awareness, and I did, and she was gonna kill it. She didn't sell one fucking home. Yeah. Not one. And that put her in the right mindset, and now her last three months have been completely different, because she stopped thinking about fast. So do real estate, but sign up for not selling one home for 18 months, and then you've got a shot. I'm telling you right now, there's no, but oh yeah, nothing, and I'll tell you why, because I love you and I want you to win. Any human that says the word fast is in deep shit. And you said it, the end. And so I I want to fight at it. Yeah. You don't want to poke at it. And no, yeah, so my plan is to stay. So I work for Humana. I'm getting ready to return for the first month yep. part-time. And then I'll go back to full-time. So my, my plan is to work real estate for a good, like, two years before I walk away from Humana. Because being at Humana, I'm getting ready to purchase a home that will have some rental uh, money coming in. Yep. And so my plan is to keep that money coming in. And once I get to a secure spot where I can secure another rental property, to keep that money coming in. So that I'm funneling... Tell me about the two products real quick. Um, so I have elderberry syrup. Um, which is an immune booster, yep. um, keeps you healthy. I get it. You, pretty much if you have any element, um, it'll boost your immune system up and you'll, you'll be over any cold or anything. Um, and then the other one is uh, black African um, soap. And really the only other reason that that one's up instead of something that's more handmade is because that was quick shit and I'm basically I'm just the middleman in that one. Um, so I didn't have to create it like I do the elderberry where I cook it up and all of that. If I was your brother and we were hang- hanging out every hour I would spend on the following. Spend as much time just on the elderberry as possible. 
and spend as much time on building that business versus the real estate thing because real estate has been growing for 11 years and is inevitably gonna soften. Mm-hmm. And when it does, you're in deep shit because only the top 1% is gonna be okay. Yeah. Elderberry is in perpetuity. It's your passion. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather you spend three and a half years building Elderberry than 18 months on real estate and have you stay at Humana for three and a half years instead of 18 months mm-hmm. because the next 50 years on the back end would work better. That is my personal strategy. One man's point of view could be wrong, mm-hmm. but I couldn't be more passionate about the advice I'm giving you. No different than the advice I gave her. Yeah, no, I appreciate that, thank you. You know what I mean? Because again, the authenticity of you understanding the elderberry thing is very real. Mm-hmm. And again, to your point, and it's, I, bless you, and I love how you said it, the, the other product deviates a little bit from your complete point of view, but it was faster on margin but it also already creates a vulnerability to the purity of your brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I want to get, so it's, a, a, so my other products that we'll be launching will be, like so there'll be shea butter and these things, but everything for the most part will have additional products in it where right now, because that African black soap was something I was able to quickly purchase and put up, um, it doesn't have the essential oils and things infused like I would like to get it to. So it is a product I want to work on, but it, it yeah, and what I'm worried about is when you go put out a nice post and use the right hashtags and, and she comes in and looks at your funnel, mm-hmm. that if you're beating the drum of natural products yeah. and one of your two products isn't all the way there, mm-hmm. you've already compromised okay. for short-term cash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You understand? Yes. I just really believe what I'm saying. I really, really do. Yeah. It's, just, it's just the way it always is. Like it's the way it always is. And, and it's hard to give the, you know, I wish I was giving this advice when I was living it from 22 to 34. You know, because when I think I say it now, they're like, easy for you. But you don't understand what five kids running around in my house looks like. You know, like I get it. Like people want to get to that next step. I, you know, I wanted to, but I stayed the course. You know, I wanted to get onto that next, that, you know, I'm a young man who's ambitious. You guys know me. Like imagine what 27 year old me must have been thinking about like, wanting to get to that next chapter. Like, this is more fun. No, I mean, I'm definitely holding on to every word that you say, um, especially, like, I'm 27. So Baby. I have kids um, quite young, and so, like, my friends would tell me, like, you're batshit crazy, you have no business being in this room right now, charging on a credit card that you're gonna have to pay off later. But for me, I knew the advice that I could get here today could push me so much farther than me trying to figure this shit out for the next 18 months or two years or whatever. I get it. So I was willing to be like, hey, I'll sign up for a little debt to get what the hell I need to get out, you know, can you do me a favor to get out of that little debt? Can you do me one favor? This is very weird, but I like hate the pressure of the debt on this meeting. This is very real. Right. Scanning items at Target and Walmart that are on clearance, mm-hmm. that are sal- selling for more money on Amazon, mm-hmm. is an unbelievable way to make $2,000 in 30 days. Yeah. I was extreme coupon. I used to resell all of my items at the flea market and make $2,000 a weekend. <laughs> Just having five kids, now I can't go. That's right. Which no, you can (laughs) definitely and and you can go to those places late. Yeah. Like like I'm notice how the advice I gave you was practical as fuck. Like Mm -hmm. I'm empathetic. Like I never like to give ideological advice. What places open at 11 p.m. Target. What what you know you know I don't know who can watch the I don't know every detail. But at least you have a prayer if you want. And I know you're tired and people have to rest. Like I get it all. But at least you have a prayer. Yeah. And like that's the shit I care about. No, I mean I, I can make this shit happen. Like I'm not worried. You know, yep, I got it. it. I sense it. it. Like I have my daughter at 
16, um, I came from Flint, Michigan. I came from shit, and I moved to Kentucky on a prayer. And I lived in a shelter with my kids for um, about a year, and the shit worked out. Like, everything worked out, and my kids are in such a better situation, have had the opportunity to go to private school. And the whole time, like, yeah, you can, you're capable. I got it. Honestly, I'll be honest with you. I can see it. You're capable. Now let me tell you something. Run the marathon because you'll have a million dollar Eldenberry fucking business and be like, fuck, I cannot believe I have this. You will. I'm being, and by the way, what I definitely can tell you, you'll definitely have a $137,000 profit business around that one product. I genuinely believe that. That's cool. You know? But you have to go all in on that. This is an example of going all in on a thesis, you know? No, I get that. Honestly, cool. it was a thought that I had even before Good. I came. It's like, Good. shit, maybe I just need to focus on this one fucking thing. Listen, I'm, honestly, I'm in the business of affirmation. Yeah, me too. Uh, once again, Canoe, thank you. Um, so I want to start with one thing you said you like to hear about is the impact that you've actually made. So for, for me, you validated a while back uh, when in a video you said that you're going to make less profit now than you will downstream and how impactful that was. So uh, I was actually born overseas in India, moved here, we had suitcases and you know really much of nothing. So when I started this business at 24, 25 years old, uh, 10 years ago, my parents were like, good luck. I mean, there was no help, there was nothing there. Which is right. Which is right. Real and, quick, I just wanna make this point, mainly this is now selfish because I want the content. Okay. Because you helped me. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Like all these people that like are mad at their parents for not helping, like, that, that's more right than wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you can't have it both ways. Like kids are always like, I gotta start a business and my parents won't let me. And like they'll let you move out and go start a business. Yeah. What you're actually saying is you don't wanna go to college and you want your parents to give you that money so that you can start a business and make pretend you're an entrepreneur and feel yeah. cool. I love your parents for that. So it's the, the best it, fucking thing they did. The thing it did for me was it made me scrappy as shit. And Period. So one of the other things was it gave me a runway. So for me, you talk about this a lot, at 35 years old, uh, over the last 10 years, I've built now a business where I employ 1,000 people. We have 22 locations. We've built it to 20 million. And you know, I leased a Tesla a couple of years ago, and I felt like shit. I get it. And it wasn't me. It's not how we operate. So now, instead of like Bentleys and Rolexes, I build brands and revenue streams and opportunities for people to get employed. I get it. And so we've started to widen what our business does a little bit. So now we do some transportation. We do some nutrition services because our customer wants that. Yep. And so we're starting to service some of those things. Um, my mission changed when I first started. I wanted to serve 100 people. And then I, we put a line in the sand by 2020. We service industry that actually does I that. I understand. So in our industry, there's kind of a 50-50 split, roughly, where half of them are franchises and yep. the others are independents. And yep. I'm an independent. Yep. And my motto, I mean, internally to our business is fuck the franchises because I think they eat people's lunch. Okay. And people are struggling and, and giving up good money to launch these things they could have done on their own. I understand. And the independents are getting shut down. But there's a big difference between somebody who's an entrepreneur and somebody who has entrepreneurial tendencies. Absolutely. And that's what franchisees are built for. Yes. Franchisees are built for people that have entrepreneurial tendencies. Right. They are incapable in their stomach to take the full risk of doing it for themselves. And that's okay. Yeah. The same way I'm incapable of reading. <laughs> I mean that, by the way. The amount of time I waste having to do three minute calls because I'm not willing to read the email my employees sent me is remarkably high. <laughs> and so just keep that in mind. Sure. Keep going. So what, one of the things that we figured out is I don't necessarily want to attack the franchises. I want to support the independents and give them an that's avenue right. for growth. That's right. And so there's no voice that's actually leading them. So there's some national associations that service everybody, but they don't service the independents alone. So I want to start an alliance, a network nationally, 
My target is a pool of 12,000 companies. My goal is in the 10%. So if I can get 10% of them, 1,000 and get them to maybe follow and listen and do something and then another 10% like 100 that we can impact deeply in some way downstream. So the first thing is I'm starting a channel or, or this is where we're very, Go ahead. I have no followers. Go ahead. It's called Elevate with Canoe. Good news, everybody has no followers right. at first. Right. <laughs> we all start with zero. Yes. So the channel, the thought is Elevate with Canoe in which we just give. Let me, let me give you an answer, Canoe, because I've been listening to the first part in this. I'm gonna give you a very simple answer. This is a piece of cake for you if you make one binary decision here, which is that you're a media company and that's that. You have to realize you're now CNN and Fox and CNBC and Reuters and that's it. So what does that mean? That means the answer is gonna be yes to everything that comes out of your mouth. That's why I cut off podcast, mm-hmm. LinkedIn content, yep. Like, you know, my favorite thing to say is watch what I do, not what I say. The answer is what I'm doing. Yes. All of it. Email newsletter, uh-huh. Yep. Twitter, yep. like all of it. And yes, could LinkedIn be better based on your business? Of course, but what do you need to do? The answer is both. You need to become disproportionately better at LinkedIn and you need to start the process of your Facebook group. You need to start the process of your text messaging platform. You need to start the process of your podcast. Now, back to like, okay, that's cute, Gary, but like, fuck, I'm one person, like, like how do I think about it? This is, again, an answer for everybody. Right now, the, to me, the hot, hot things are podcast, LinkedIn, Instagram, YouTube. Right, those things are over-indexing for different reasons. Now, if you're selling, you know, strawberry jam, Instagram over LinkedIn makes sense. If you're doing B two B, LinkedIn over Instagram. You got to be thoughtful. But the answer is, you should challenge yourself to do as many things as possible. Well, and the only other thing you have to do, Canoe, is be self-aware. Are you comfortable in front of a camera? Yes. Is it better for you to write? like? I don't write. Right. Like, and, I, and, and I didn't force myself. There's a reason in 2004 to 2008 you don't see any content from me. That was the era of blogging. I can't write. No content from me. YouTube comes along, mm-hmm. got it? Mm-hmm. And then I got to scale seven years later where I could hire a writer to transcribe my audio. Mm-hmm. So what's the era now, is it audio? Yeah, audio is absolutely winning, right? Because the way we roll, we like to consume content passively and when you're on the treadmill, listening to a podcast has now become real. Yeah. Right? A lot, a lot of people watch my videos by just listening. Yeah. They don't even watch it, mm-hmm. right? They're playing YouTube in the background, blasting it, and like, you know? So yes, audio, and that's what's fun, right? Like radio's back, like it all, Right? Yes, audio is absolutely an incredible place. And I love it because when video was dominating six years ago, a lot of people are conscious on film. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, 2011 to 2015, my life was unbelievable women raising their hand and saying, Gary, I don't want to do film because, like, you don't get it. We get judged for our makeup. I'm like, cool, I do get it. I get judged for being hyper. Mm-hmm. Judgment is judgment. <laughs> yes, they're looking at your you know, physique and face and yes, and for me they're saying you're full of shit because that's, you're too high energy, you must be a scam artist. That doesn't feel nice for me. I love when you said you got judged for biting your fingernails. Well, yeah, I mean like every, like literally, like all sorts of things. And I got very judged for cursing into that. Like now there's more cursing in content. Yeah. You should have seen what I was going through in 2008 and nine and 10, like completely dismissed, like very heavily judged. You know? Yeah, but t- nobody knew that about Tony in 2009, 10, 11, right? Like I created a framework for pe- allowing people to be who they are. I'm proud of that, 100%. So 
That's your answer, bro. Thank you. I uh, converted a room in my basement. I mean, I'm talking go, go all in. We converted it into a studio. But cameras. don't, listen to me. Do not be the guy who buys all the best tennis equipment and loses six love to somebody who's got a wooden tennis racket. Where everybody goes as they think it's the equipment. 1,000 episodes of Wine Library TV and I wasn't even mic'd and I had no lighting. 1,000. Didn't even know until the D-Rocks and the Caleb's and Babbins and the Irises came into my life about this shit. So I wonder like you're sitting on the pack. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and one last question, I'm sorry. Um, so this, during your, your kind of rise and growth and, and uh, all of that, you went from a person doing these things to a brand that's doing these things. And the challenge for me you is... Meaning, I want to make sure I understand how you're saying yeah, it. Vayner so Media or Gary V? Yeah, I want, Gary V and kind of the channels and the podcast. At some point you were a person, right? I'm and still a person. Well, People, and I, and I mean... <laughs> I think we manifest it in... I think when somebody's successful at it, we just start using a word like, you've become a brand. Right. But I'm still a person. Yes. Like, I'm literally doing exactly the same thing. It's just that the success makes us look at it and try to analyze it. So the challenge I've got is, you talk about this a lot, which is love your community. I mean, you yes. have to be more on commenting on what they're talking about on their posts yep. and really be part of that. Yep. And so I've, I've been doing so much of that as an individual, my Facebook account, my LinkedIn account. Is there a need to kind of shift to this? It has to be done under the Elevate with Canoe page. It has to be done under this other no. thing. No. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I don't think you necessarily have to create. A, the, I don't engage on the Ask Gary V page, even though that's a show. I think you do it under Canoe. Because you might want to change it from Elevate. Right. What if you want to change it right. in four years? I think you always lean in on your own human page because Gary Vaynerchuk meant wine guy to the world a decade ago. Mm-hmm. And it might mean sports car dealer in four years if this keeps going this way. You know, like, I don't know, like, no. No, I would keep it on your personal page. Great, thank you so much. You're welcome. Hi. Hi. Um, so the business that I started was in 2008 is when I branched out on my own, which was very risky. Yes. Uh, worst time in the world to start a business. Yep, best but time. It, but it worked Best time. really, really well. Best time, same reason he won because his parents said, knock yourself out. Mm-hmm. The worst time to start a business is right now because mm-hmm. it's a fake environment. Mm-hmm. There's too much money in the system. Mm-hmm. You can make pretend you're winning. Best time. So um, when I, when I, before I branched out on my own, I started very young and there was no social media, there was none of that. So I built a strong business without that and then I'm one of those business owners where... As with word of mouth or with like newspaper ads or direct mail or what? Word of mouth, mm-hmm. networking, yep. uh, articles, yep. uh, that sort of Just thing. Just being who you were as a human. Yes. Go ahead. And also being a pioneer. There wasn't anyone else doing it. You so innovated it like, and you hustled yes. using your personality. So there wasn't I understand. any yep. social and now it's like there's I know. these things I have to do and now I have to do social and I don't know how to do it. And, 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 you and, don't, like, and honestly you don't. What, when you were talking I was like smiling because I'm like Hers is so easy. You're looking at everybody else right now and that's your biggest problem. It, any, every single day people copy every single thing I do. People literally take my content, write what I'm saying, then make a $400 ebook and run ads against my own fans and sell to my fans. <laughs> and I spend 0.00 seconds on it. You're getting caught up in people who have 447,000 followers on Instagram doing what you do and thinking that they copied your shit and it's putting you on defense. 
Well, what I want to know is, you know, should I be doing my own content? Should I yes. hire somebody to do it? Because I've been hiring people to do it and I feel like they're not capturing the voice of our, you know, Of course they're not. Our, you know, of course they're not. Yes, um, you should be doing it. Okay. I believe that doing social media work today is as required for a business as knowing your finances. Yourself. It's become too important. It's marketing. It's, marketing. it's, it's marketing. marketing. It's always been important. The problem now is everything else has become a commodity. Communication is growing in value. Information and like the product itself is actually not that it's declining, but that you know you have you ha- if you have a shitty product you'll never win. Um, but communication is a requirement. And by the way, there's a lot of business owners, you're looking at one that's not deeply in or her or his finances, but I'm dangerous enough to not get fucked. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody needs to be dangerous enough in social media marketing to not get fucked. Mm-hmm. Which is why I keep telling everybody, you don't have 50 hours to learn this, mm-hmm. but you're running a business. Put in work, learn it, yeah. mm-hmm. learn it. So when you hire somebody, you can know if Sally or Rick is doing a good job or a bad job, because you have at least you actually understand. That's why I want everybody to put 50 hours of actual work in every platform. So I also wanted to ask you about, you know, what what are the trends to look out for? Things that can come up, because I really want to stay ahead, and I always know that you have to be careful of who's coming up behind you or what's coming up behind I, your you. Your whole framework scares me. I'm telling you, I'm, in a good way, in a good way. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. You're spending so much time on everybody else. And that's, listen, when I go into something like this, whether somebody puts on a credit card for sure or anything else, I'm always, I'm always like so passionate about disproportionately bringing as much value as possible. I'm a fast read when it comes to people and business. I'm telling you with my whole soul, pot committed, your, your framework right now is a problem. You're just spending all your time thinking about, like I've never thought of who's coming up. You know, like you're spending your time on outside stuff. Something is clearly ha- like you take so much pride, I think, which is amazing, in that you innovated, and that was a big part of your success. And now that that's been commoditized, there's a sense of anxiety that you want to replicate that thing because you know what that meant, which is then forcing you to look at the outside instead of the inside. The way you created and innovated the first time was you went inside. <laughs> That's true. I'm aware it's true. It's some of the the advice I've gotten from doing like business things, you know, those sort of things that that have kind of created that little bit of anxiety in me. I believe you, which is um, why I'm so passionate to do what I do. I think think an enormous amount of people desperately want to move from building a business to giving advice to businesses. Four people are here looking to do that. There's a lot of attractive reasons for it, but one of the things that scare me is that a lot of people are not good at giving advice. Like, you may or may not be, but I can tell you right now, you're getting awful advice because it's not contextual. Your story's super simple. You innovated by being insular. Mm -hmm. And now you're spending all your time looking outward. The second you go back to actually hanging out with women and talking about shit is when you're gonna invent your nose hair thing. (laughs) I'm being serious. That's why your product was so good. You listened. There's a reason I'm fresh and different. It's because I don't listen to anybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I only listen to the end user. I put out content, I watch you. You like the blueberries post? I think about it. Mm-hmm. I liked it. A lot of people did. 
And that was me also taking another piece of my own advice with my own self, eating my own dog food. Don't just put out content that you know works. Try shit. I put out the blueberry post two weeks earlier. It was the wrestling post with Wale. It was my worst performing post on Instagram in three years. Mm, is right. You understand? Such a very meta thing for my hardest core fans I just said now. The blueberry thing makes, like goes and is my most successful post. It was the same exact thing that I posted two weeks earlier with my wrestling post and showed me in Boston with a sign. One destroyed it and gave me insights, one failed. Miserably, literally I couldn't have drawn it up better for my thesis of try new shit. My worst performing post in two years, my best performing post in two years, exactly the same thing. I went completely out of my lane of what you're used to seeing. One was about wrestling, one was about blueberries. The end. You have to go insular. I will. I believe you. I have one more question I have to ask. Go ahead. Um, Because you mentioned 15, 25 alpha males. Um, my son is 20, sophomore in college in Delaware. He was, he's, he's literally freaking out right now because he's not getting, getting A's. Good. He's kind of getting by and he's like, mom, I'm bugging out and I'm ready to give up. And I I just don't know the right advice to give him either to like hang in there or it's like, it's ripping my heart out. I'm not sure what to say to him. Tell him to be happy. So if quitting college makes him happy because he doesn't like the anxiety it's bringing, that's what he should do. I mean it. Like a college degree from anywhere besides the top 10 schools in America today is ROI negative. I know. What? Where does he go to school? Delaware. Great. You think that fucking degree is gonna get him a job that's like so dis- I don't. I don't. The end. The end. So then what? He's getting social skills? He can do that fucking anywhere. Right. Take the money you're giving fucking Delaware and go to Europe. He'll get real social skills. You know, understand? We have to change this conversation. You have to be okay with what him dropping out of school means amongst your circle, brothers, sisters, best friends, your parents, I don't know your situation. Mm -hmm. And then you need to take that energy and make him feel safe. That's what parents should be doing. That's super real. But, back to what his parents did so well, when he's not in school, it's like, yo, go. Mama's not gonna take care of you, big boy. Go get a job at Toys R Us. Oh, they're not even around anymore. Go get a job at Walmart. You know, start your business. You wanna start your business? Amazing. You better live, with, you better live off campus with your buddies that are still in school and sleep on their couch while you're hustling. Got it? He can quit but you can't enable the next chapter. But when he hears that, you'll open up his world. Mm -hmm. Let him be happy, but on his own two feet. Got it? That's what works. You have to first get good with your son dropped out of school. That's number one. It's where parents subconsciously are getting fucked up. I I don't have a problem with him dropping out. Great, I believe you. What I have a problem with him is dropping out and regretting it. You know? you, you, but you're not in control of that. You, you, like, you can't control that. And I pro- let, me, let me kind of, pro- I don't like to be absolute because it's just unfair. He's not gonna regret it. Yeah. And more importantly, what you wanna do is not give him any ammo to blame you. Oh yeah, I'm just, I'm just supporting. I believe you, but like, hear it because it's important. Mm-hmm. If you put it on him and you create the right. framework and you support him, right. if you, if you, 
push him in either direction, at 49, he gets to come in and say, you fucking made me stay in college. Never do that to him. Because then he's really lucky. So just make sure he knows that fully. Fully, because 98% of this conversation is just as bad as 50. You have to be 100. Got it? Got it? it. (laughs) Right? That last 2%, like any little hedge, Mm -hmm. I believe you because I can sense it, Mm -hmm. but it's 100. Awesome, thank you. Uh, So I'm in a situation right now where, so last year I got distracted. Okay. Because of who I work with, what I do, I walked away from Idol, I walked away from another television show, I walked away from a six-figure consulting job because I felt that I was starting to, every time I'd get focused on my stuff, a distraction would come along. I understand. And I walked away from that knowing that this year it's all focused on I understand. what I want to do. The people that I want to serve most are the parents of these talented kids who okay. have no clue what, what it is yep. to do with them. But I don't want to ignore my independent artists either because they, they need help. They need to understand these things. But I also don't want to continue. I do tons of content. I mean, it's yep. I'll do three Instagram lives and yep. drop 200 books because I spent three days just loving on people. And I got it. So the, the situation that I'm trying to establish is artists need to understand that they're not welfare kids. They want everything for free. They're yep. starving artists. They want yep. all this stuff. So I need them to invest even if it's just time is what I try to share with them. It's even if you're investing your time, that has value. Yep. You know, to put the Taylor Swift stuff, which I tell people, you should listen to me because of her, but you should ask what I can do for you. Yep. She was 10 years ago. Yep. You know, this new relationship I have with Gallery and all these different things that are coming into play. How's the best way to use them to get the conversation started, but also let people know, don't expect those kind of results? I, I think by just putting out the content, so I think what, you know, it's so funny, if you even think back to two earlier, I think we're all affected makes sense by our life and like what's happened in the past. It's a framework. You have this ridiculous thing happen that is such a big cosign that gives you such, you know, a decade worth or seven years of like instant credibility of like this is who I was immediately. I weirdly, weirdly think then you reverse it. I, I put things like me being an investor in Facebook and Twitter and Uber is in my Instagram profile. It's on my website but I never talk about it for say, unless I need it contextually. I think if you establish your profiles, it's really funny. I literally believe your bio on all your profiles, if you just nail it and create context, maybe even says, you know, I started with the Taylor Swift thing, right? And it says, you know, you know original or whatever it is. Yeah, and Former manager of With a link that goes out to an interview from seven years ago, great. And then you're set. What I do is I put out super value and then if you're like, who the fuck is this person and you go into my profile and you go into the places that creates validation or creates rationale, that's what I think you need to do. Because otherwise it's always in the air and you're always trying to get it out, you know what I mean? Just put out thoughts and content and things of that nature and don't hedge or rationalize in every piece of content or even having the energy of if you feel great about how your profiles are set up, if you know, if little baby four years ago in Atlanta sees that piece of content and he goes to your profile, the validation and the reason sits there. They'll find it right. if you set it up within the profile matrix. That's how I would do it. You, you understand? Yeah, I do. And also too, for those of you that are struggling with social media, uh, 
go to my LinkedIn profile or my uh, Instagram profile. I have a webinar called How to Become a Social Media Ninja in Under an Hour that kills it. I've had thousands of people watch it. I take what he tells people to do and I show them how to do it, which is what I absolutely oh, that's so cool. love. What's your Instagram again? I'm going to text Rick this Barker, to everybody's Rick number. Rick Barker Music. Uh, last thing. So how is it that I can best put yourself in my situation? Yep. How is it that that's I all can I ever do. best take a picture that you and I may take here have a press release that goes out about my podcast being picked up by the company that shares this, which, because people have referred to me, they call me in the music side, you, because of the empathy and the solutions, not because I just yell at people. And the tell, the, the best way is for you to problem. email me and let me get context of what Gallery's doing, because that's yeah. under my radar, I have no idea, and the number one thing you don't want to do is over hyperbolize the reality of it, so for me to give you an answer, I need to understand the context. Yeah. Make sense? Okay. Yep. Then we'll figure it out, and then if it's, then there's a million ways to do it. Absolutely. Right? Yesterday, if you look at my social, we launched a new podcast called the CMO Podcasting Gallery Media Group, and I'm giving it huge cosign. So let's figure out where it sits. Makes sense. And yeah, just what you never look at the amount of people, the amount of business people that roll up to me at events, and they're like, "Hey, Gary, can you hold my product?" And they take a photo. Right, and I'm happy to do it, but then I always say they're gonna fuck this up because they're gonna go take it and make pretend I'm endorsing the product. It's a selfish act, yeah. Right. Yeah. right? Like if we take a photo and, it, and there's any form of a selfish act, you're gonna be, like, forget about if it works in the short term, you've lost in the long term because in perpetuity, I'm not gonna be happy about it. Mm-hmm. Got it? Yeah. Got it? So the answer is we need to figure out what has happened we'll with Gallery. Today, people know that I'm coming here and it's a yeah, celebration. Yeah, I'm thrilled. Yeah, you can, right bro, on. honestly, you can use it in perpetuity. You can make pretend that you built me. I don't care. <laughs> I, I mean it. I don't care. I'm trying to give the advice that I think a lot of people make a mistake on. Like, the merit of it. Like, I mean, I literally watch people grab me in the airport, we take a photo, I'm super pumped, it feels nice, they're pumped, but then I go into my explore page, like my tag page, I look, and people write things like, just finished a big meeting with Gary Vee, and I'm like, like they're gonna lose, they're gonna lose in life. And I'm, I don't feel bad, I don't give a fuck. There is no validation or justification of anything I do. I don't care if people are trying, I mean, do you know how many people use my image in ads to sell their fucking bullshit products? And I have a full legal team just on that. Yeah, mm-hmm. people are popping people in It's and the everything. quick wins. It's, it's the same shit. It's their quick wins. It's their same, it's it, it's it. And it's why I gave the advice to you. Like, I want you to achieve your goal. And I, I believe that's the framework that I've seen, one man's point of view, so. Yeah, we, we did her out of order. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, that's right. Okay. Um, hi again. Hi again. Um, so I have all this stuff I know. going on. And I love it. And I, I'm always thinking of new things. My opening rant was for you. Thank you. Do not justify creating a dot-com every day of your life. No, thank you. Just do, keep doing it. Because it, make, it makes you happy. It does. I just do. And uh, I, I scan real estate. I mean, I just love life. I get it. I'm a happy person. I've overcome so much. I get it. Um, You're grateful. Yeah, I am. That's the and word. I give a lot, and I will carry your product in my hands. <laughs> and I will teach you how to get in front of a camera and say, you don't have to say it's about you. You can say, hey, everybody, look at my client. Look at the eyebrows. So it's not a, you know what I mean? I'm, I'll help you. Get in front of a camera. It's easy. I love it. Or maybe it's not. Or maybe well, it's self-awareness, think- and what's easier is recording on your memos on your phone when you have a thought, yeah. and you post that. And I mean that. Yeah. I mean it's super important. You made that point. Like, like I agree with you. Like, it's you know, this is one man's point of view. I'm trying to over-deliver on the best thing that I can. I have a lot of data at this point, a decade in. So I think a lot of these hot takes have validity to them. You, you know, 
I, I, I believe in human truths and that's why a lot of these things have been easy for me, but this is one big game of self-awareness. One big game of self-awareness. Thank you for correcting me, because what's easy for me is correct. Correct. You know, I literally can't write an article. Right. But I'm literally gonna go on stage right now in front of like however many people and have no clue what I'm gonna say one minute before and destroy it. We're gonna scream really loud. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like everybody's got different shit. I can't sing for shit. Taylor can. You know, like so it's important. It's important. How about that? That's the way to think about it. So what's your question? Um, so I do all this yes. stuff. I have, uh, and the dot coms are great, and yep. a couple of them bring yep. me a few yep. dollars. Yep. But I do own a restaurant. Yes. With a wellness center. Yes, I heard. I'm, I'm building this live music venue. I have a and lot the beer's coming, I got it. I have, yeah, I have a lot of support from famous people. Friends, yep. And I have a salt cave in Green Hills. Yep. Basically, I came into some money, and I'm putting it there. I understand. That's the big bet. That's the 80%. I got it. That's the 80%. That's your Vayner. I understand. Okay, and why I'm doing this? Because me, uh, my children are 11 and 13. Yes. If my son already wants to go to college, he's 13, he told me at nine, we went to visit the school. (laughs) It's awesome. I love it. Yeah, it's wonderful. So I want to be available to help help him go. I understand. So I've got savings. Yep. I will not touch it no matter what. Right, that's that egg. That's the the college. I totally understand. This money is to just hold me yep. until they go to college. Yes. Then I have something. I understand. I, I don't want to lose it. So I'm willing to buy it beer and I'm willing to go do ahead. whatever to grow it. Um, my dream, get an RV, travel the country, play music for tips and gas. I don't even care. Fucking love it. That's my dream. You've won. And what I want to do, this is what I want to do. I want to go into areas where recovery is weak. Yep. Because I have a, 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 people have told me this, that I have an ability to create a community because I, I care about people. I get it. And I will buy them groceries and spend time with them and build an area and then it propagates and I can move on. That's my dream. I get it. So, so to me, before you get to the question, one of the things that's really running through my mind is you need to make, sh- if your dream is that simple, and what you're holding your breath for is another seven years before the kids are in school. Yes. I see that. Yes. Make sure that if you've poured money into this restaurant, if it's not successful, that you don't allow it to get you into debt. Mm-hmm. That's what because I'm, no I'm joke, I hear you, yeah. and no joke, when I'm listening to you, yeah. like straight up, yes. if this was before you bought the restaurant, I would have literally told you like, just sit on the money. Sit on the money. Because if you're telling me the truth that your dream is to drive yes. an RV for tips and gas because you love it. I do. The only vulnerability I see in you right now is that this thing that you're working on in the meantime uh-huh. becomes a money waster and you go into debt. Now, let me tell you, I've already thought about this. <laughs> Good. And when it gets to that point, if, when yep. if it gets there, cut it all Good. and move on. Good. Take the money, put it in the bank, sit on it. Do you have I'm any, not, you know, do you have any, I'm not do you have, I got it, any do you have I'm any, I got it, do you have any sense of how to make this successful? Right now, I have support from Chris Gantry, Pam Belfort, uh, Jan Buckingham. I have hit songwriters doing residencies for free in my lounge promoting me. Is it open now? It's open, it's been running for, for six months. And it's how's it going? Profitable. Okay, and the only hardcore guaranteed cost you have is the rent, right? Like for yeah. real, for real, yeah. locked and in. Yeah, I can do that. I it, basically I can get rid of the employees. Yep. Get sit in my store, and I can support the store. Okay. If necessary, I, I love my employees. I got it. I totally understand. Do you think this is a foregone conclusion that it's not going to work out? And it's a very serious question. 
because I think it's an important, important question. I'm willing, I don't know. It's a very yes. good, fair answer. Yeah. Because the problem here is with that short period of time, 10 months, and I surely don't want you to start racking up credit card bills or I whatever won't. else. I won't do it. You know, you, you only, in my opinion, you only have two paths. You get on the offense and speed up your burn by running Instagram and Facebook ads and see if you can drive local traffic. Or you start right now getting out of it and seeing if somebody will take it kind of over and you keep five months of it. And you know, you lose 15 more and somebody else kind of takes over whatever you work right. out. Those are really your only two options. Right. I genuinely believe that. Okay. I think you need to give that thought. Okay. And again, because I want to get to everybody because I have a hard I time on stage, but I mean this because I really mean it. Mm-hmm. Feel free to email me and we'll con- we can continue the conversation, but I really think those are your two options. Okay. And that's okay. Okay. It really is okay. Is I can see. The By the way, and you know this, you're already there. Yeah. So let's like fucking do it smart instead of just going through the motions and losing more money for no reason. Exactly. Make sense? Yes. Thanks, Gary. It's permission. Sometimes it's just permission. You already know. It's black and white to me. Yeah. You know. And that's okay. Yeah. And the fact that you're in a mental, like I can tell you're okay with it losing. Yeah. The biggest reason people fuck up is they're not okay with it losing in front of other people's eyes. Right, I don't care. Since I can see. Yeah. So now, fucking hand it off to somebody else for nothing to just say, like, here, you can have it. Yeah. And like, you take over the rent. Yeah. Like, it's probably a good conversation to be had. Okay. Thank you. All right. Yes, Jerry Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> I got to introduce you to AJ. We're trying to build our sports agency. <laughs> don't think I didn't think about that. Yep. <laughs> uh, so I have two real passions in my life around one main subject. So growing up, seven years old, I had cancer, diagnosed late, three years chemo, healthy since then, which is great. Thank God. Later got married, our our first child we adopted, he, because of infertility challenges, he has autism, so we've had 10 years of challenge there, but three kids after that. As a salesperson, my first day, I was handed a catalog 15 years ago and said, go sell some things, so zero sales training. Yes. And then as a sales manager, it was virtually the same. So I was just a successful salesperson. Escalated sales management. Happens all the time. No training, right? So Happens all the time. Not, you're not giving anything. Happens all the time. So for me, it's, it's, I have these experiences that have given me struggling moments. Yep. You know, and, and I have empathy for those moments in everybody else's life. And I think in the sales world, that affects two things. Your psychology as the seller, you know, and then... The psycho- and then from Empathy there, is the foundation of the most successful salespeople in the world. Mm-hmm. Makes a ton of sense. I didn't name it my wine that for fun. Like, no, I totally understand. Okay. You're reverse engineering. Yeah. You, you know, when you said put yourself in my shoes, like, and the reason I jumped in, I was like, that's the only thing I know how to do. I don't even live in my own fucking shoes. <laughs> which, is, which is my vulnerability. Because then you get taken for granted and my, the things that I struggle with, my surroundings is, that, it's the reverse. You get taken for granted when you only live in everybody else's shoes. When are you there for yourself? That's my shortcoming. But it's very attractive to everybody else. So I understand, keep going. So from that, one of the things that I've learned now as an executive is to understand what the mind of the buyer looks like in terms of sitting around a table like this. And I think there's a big gap in the sales process world thinking that way. Of course, because everybody wants to just shove it through, sheer numbers and push, it's listening, not talking. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So I was on a sales I was on a sales call yesterday from a salesperson, and they they wouldn't stop talking. You know, it was twenty nine minutes of them talking, and, and 
we got very little. So absolutely. What I'm trying to do is, um, right now I'm a VP of a billion dollar business and I've got that to do and I've got this enterprise that I'd like to build over time, trying to be patient and throttle myself not to try to get to it too fast. Are you able to put out content without it being a vulnerability to your main job? From Are you able a to ask a perspective? Yeah, of course, because yeah. perception is reality. Yeah. Yes. You know, Jesse's sitting right behind you, works for me, he's worked for me for six years. Is Jesse in a place where he thinks he can put out tons of content because he wants to start a small agency, VaynerMedia like thing? In my world, the answer is yes. You know, like that's what I've kind of tried to create and people have seen it. You know, and it's still probably no to all of them. And Jesse, I've known for a long time since he was the most handsome eighth grader in my brother's class. So, so my, so so my my hope, my hope would be that if that was his hopes and dreams, he'd reach out to me and try to make me be a part of that journey. But even that, even knowing him that long, even him being with my company so long, I actually think that would be a tough jump even for him because people are always struggling with if they're being selfish within an organization, does that organization spit out that? Right? But it is the answer to your question. And so now the question becomes, are you able to actually do it? Or does the organization view that as a selfish behavior that makes you vulnerable in the short term in your normal job? That is the elephant in the room. So far, putting out the content has not been a problem. And I would argue then, because it's a billion dollar company, maybe there is enough uh, modern day thinking at the top where they realize they're getting the benefit of it now. That's how I would try and, to look at it. And, and by the way, it is the right way to look at it. It just, they may not look at it that way. Right. But I think it's your only answer, otherwise you're in golden handcuff mode. Yeah. You only got two moves. Right. You do the content, you know exactly what to do. You just don't know if you can get away with it or if it's appropriate. <laughs> I know. So I'm listening. Mm-hmm. You either, my advice, do it. Yeah. And every day be prepared if it's not acceptable anymore, what am I gonna do taking a step back financially and do a different job? Or, a lot of times they don't realize that they're already in a position to get all the same dollars right away. You might be able to have four consulting gigs that you can have right away. But the answer is very clear. And so, I think that what I would do is either you have enough savings or you have your exact moves you're gonna do the day they say you don't work here anymore, that even you, if you go from 280 a year to 173, you can survive and you can start this process. That is the answer. Make sense? Yep. It's a very practical. Right, I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean really it's the, you know, I'm trying to like add on to it for value, but like that's the answer. So well, far it's been okay. So and honestly, honestly, I think it will be okay, but I think you can't hope. So what you should be spending time on is building seven to 10 relationships of like, hey, this is where I'm going, Ron. It was nice to meet you at the Chamber of Commerce. It was great to meet you three years ago. It was nice working with you four years ago. Hey, in five years, I'm gonna start my own firm and like, would you be a client? It'd be nice to have eight of those. Then when it shit hits the fan, three of them actually come through. You know, you always think like, it's the same reason every day I think about my entire family dying in a tragic accident. I'm always hedging on the thing I care about the most, right? For you in the business life, you're always, you know, it's why I think about if everything fails at Vayner and everything else, there's always still the Gary Vee brand. How vulnerable would it be if I fucked up everything? Why would anybody want to listen? Like, I think about those things. Yeah. Oh, well, I can still sell on eBay. Like, really, I'm not kidding. Yeah. Like, you know, every day you're, for, you know? Yeah. I don't like being in the. <gasps> right. <laughs> business. 
Well, that, and that's a, that's a perspective that I've appreciated about your content, that I feel like there needs to be a narrative around that, and you're driving that narrative, but executives or people with specialized knowledge inside of enterprises now, who, and putting that out on social media, and the idea that some organization is going to say, no, that's not acceptable. American capitalist companies love being in capitalism, but treat their employees like communism. I don't wanna be a hypocrite. I want Jesse to do whatever the fuck, Caleb to do whatever the fuck they want. I'm proud that Babin's doing what he wants to do now. I wasn't happy to lose him. You know, I don't want to lose anybody. Sure. Good people, who wants to? But the hypocrisy, I can't. I can't get there. Yeah. Right. CFOs. LinkedIn content uh-huh. that brings CFOs value of information, not in the form of it's a hidden sales pitch. That's my, that's my problem. No shit. (laughs) That's why it was my opening sentence. I grew up, Korean immigrants, grew up just in a traditional liquor store family, grew up working inside liquor store, so now we have customers coming in. I'm never out looking for customers. The end. Then I go into the school district. Teachers are coming to me. I'm able to help them you're a counterpuncher by trade, but now you have to go and attack. Exactly. I understand. You so, don't. Okay, how do I do that? By being a media company so they come to you. He did it. He used to go try to get everybody. He used to do marketing. Then he just put out content that was actually valuable, and now he can't stop them coming to him. You need to put out content for CFOs of corporations uh-huh. that bring them value that might have nothing to do with your product and service. You might start a show a podcast called The CFO Show and you just interview people that bring value to CFOs, not do sales pitches. And that's how you have them come to you. CFOs also have friends that are CFOs. So you get one and they really like you. They are all obviously and, and so that was my issue. Like right now I'm with high net worth. I'm with pro athlete market. I'm trying to, that's referral. It's always, it's about, it's about referral. It will always be referral. But the best way to attract the initial base is disproportionately bring them value not in disguise as a sales pitch. Everybody says, Gary Vee, I'm doing what you said. I'm bringing value. I'm like, no, you're not. Second I look at your content, you're perceiving to bring value, but you're actually being selfish. There's a lot of ways, people, a lot of people are like, Gary, first I'm gonna ask, yesterday in Austin, they're like, Gary, two questions. One, I'm gonna be selfless. One, I'm gonna be selfish. They were both selfish. <laughs> Gary Vee, I'm gonna do you a huge favor. When you land in Nashville, I'm gonna drive you to your hotel. No, you're not. You're gonna pick me up and ask for a consulting session while I'm exhausted. <laughs> Let me buy you dinner. Really? <laughs> you mean get three hours of my time so you can ask me all your questions, which normally cost $100,000? For what, for an $86 dinner? You're not being selfless, you're being selfish. People are confused. Put out content for CFOs on LinkedIn that bring them value and have nothing to do with what you're up to and watch how many come to you with what you're up to because just like I told him, when they see what you do in your profile, they'll say, huh. Did you hear David John speak? I did. talking about like, stalking people. So you may wanna find like, whoever you think would be your most valuable and kind of stalk that person and maybe offer something in return for an hour of time or something like that. Which will work as a short-term tactic and I like it and I believe in that. What is disproportionately better in my opinion is having it come to you. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Well, there's a reason, there's a reason 
pretty girls have more options. It comes to them. <laughs> it's not super complicated. This is very real. This is what I, I haven't had to go. It's, it's been coming to me. It makes, it makes all the sense in the world. And I'm telling you exactly how to replicate it. And, it should, and it's gonna come natural to you because you've been a service you've provided. You just have to, even what's going through right now, you're just, oh, okay, just gotta look at it from that perspective instead of this one. I, I hate selling. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I was just about to ask you. I would have all 30,000 cases of empathy sold if I loved selling. Yeah. I would just ask you. Yeah. I don't like it. As a follow-up question, I've never heard you say like, go to this link or go do this thing. You've never had a call to action. That I'll, I'll do it occasionally. I'll do it occasionally and I don't mind throwing a right hook. I just don't like it. Right. I don't love it. If you're giving value, you don't need that. You do. You do, you do need to do it. Let me explain why you need to do it. I wrote a book called Jab, 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 Right Hook, not Jab, 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 Jab. You do need to do it. You do need to do it because think about how many of you have not bought empathy and buy other wine. It's fine, but notice how my sentence was deployed. Not you didn't buy empathy. You, you didn't buy empathy and you buy other wine. You will go to Albertsons or Specs or whatever your store is and buy other wine but all the ridiculous value I've brought you has not compelled you enough to buy it. That's why you have to throw right hooks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you want to be in business. But that's okay. I'm sober so I buy shoes. I get it. <laughs> I get it. There's a million things but you can imagine and it's a very narrow thing. Like I've provided more value than the 30,000 cases. It should have been a layup but it's not even remotely close to there because that's how actually it works and that's okay. That's what's amazing about giving without expectations. You have zero hurt from that. Put out content for CFOs on LinkedIn, your business will thrive. Can I hit up your CFO? You can. I mean, I know what I have. I literally you can hit him up. I have no idea what the fuck's gonna happen. <laughs> but you can definitely hit him up. But I'm telling you right now, as somebody who's been in the counterpunch business, you're better to create another framework of counterpunching versus attacking. You're Floyd Mayweather, you're not Mike Tyson. So you can go try to be Mike Tyson with Alan. You can. There's no stopping that. What's gonna happen is gonna be the most important part. Right? Guys, this is very basic. There's too much value and information out there so you have to provide more and more and more value to have a differentiator. Supply and demand. Is it just about uh, the volume or, or yep. quality? I mean, yep. Both? Yep. Okay. So yeah. sure is. Okay. So <laughs> my my question um, is about I, I know I mentioned like e-learning yep. and trying to grow that piece. So yeah, how do you put content out there, add value, but then also add in like the sales funnel at the back end without sounding creepy and salesy? <laughs> you're gonna sound creepy and salesy to a certain demo, and you're not gonna feel creepy and salesman to a certain demo. Okay, so just continuously putting content out there. Yeah. And, and If you're not putting content out on these eight platforms, you don't exist. <laughs> There's nothing else to say. That's the world we now live in. Do you put content out on your subject or do you put it out on blueberries and then they find out about your subject? You gotta put it around your subject at first. It takes a decade to get into a place where a piece of blueberry, and blueberries was my subject. I was making a point at the end, which is don't use lunch as an excuse to not work. 
Um, and then my other question is about, I know you mentioned, you know, not chasing like cannabis. Can, can I say something oh, real sorry, quick? Because no, I think this is gonna help you and this is, I need to add. Own the fact that you're selling something. Okay. This is where everybody gets hurt, right? Like they're caught, they're not sure if they should go to selling information or not, right? They wanna build something more scalable, it's right, I understand, right? Yes. You need to own it. I'm, I'm, I'm actually very proud when I'm like, hey, buy my wine or, you know, like, 4Ds or like, you know, like, I'm fine with it because I'm, I'm proud of what I sell and I need to own it. And it doesn't make, like, the reason I consistently, even think about the story I just told you, I don't expect. You know, everyone's, you know, think about how people do fun. Think about best practices in funnel conversion. Right up to the punchline and now you gotta pay. Right. Come on, you know what that is. It may convert better in the short term. You might sell 30,000 cases of wine versus eight, but I'm gonna buy the New York Jets. Got it? So it just depends on what you're up to. Sometimes you need short-term dollars. Maybe something bad happened and you you own a loan shark 400,000. You better fucking, then you better close people right away. But just think of it as a long-term. Always, always. But what struggles is when people go into, oh, now I'm selling something, they immediately go into a short-term strategy. Because the ROI is the conversion. Yep. You're playing in a conversion-based game now. Um, and the other question Please. I have is, um, I know you mentioned you know, not chasing like all the short-term yes. things like cannabis and, yes. and cryptocurrency. So where do you see is the opportunity in investing? Let's say you have some extra money. In those all same places, ironically. This is why it's such a great question. I appreciate it. Chasing the new hot thing for quick scores is the people I'm talking about. If you believe cannabis is gonna win, and I do, and you're really passionate about it, and you're interested in edibles, healing people, like you're passionate about it, well then go all in on that, because that's great. Blockchain's gonna happen. But if you're going into blockchain to create a fake cryptocurrency to do the ICO and make a quick 80,000 trillion dollars, got it? These trends are real. Social media was right. The problem with all the social media experts in 2011 is they weren't experts and they were selling homes you know, a year earlier before that collapsed and then two years later they were selling sports gambling. Mm-hmm. Sure, no I understand, I'm saying what do you think is the... Cannabis, sports betting, cryptocurrency, all e- of, okay. Esports. Esports. All of those things are gonna happen because they've already happened. Tech and yeah. like AI. AI. Okay. All, all, those are all real things that are gonna happen. Now the question becomes: Are you good at it? <laughs> all those things are gonna. That, you know, that's right. Like that's the point, and that's that gets back to passion, as not fluffy, as now practical. I believe that the greatest thing that's ever happened is that we all can do this. I think the worst thing that's ever happened is we can all do this. You're not competing with everybody. Right. You're competing with me, <laughs> right? So I believe the only way you can win, for real, for real, or the most guaranteed framework, is you're doing it around something you love so much that that's why you're up doing it at 11.30 at night because you love it so much. Most people do things for the money, they don't love it, and it's back to who I was at school. I had to do it. And I didn't love it, which is why I didn't open a single book for four years of high school which is why I failed. So as somebody who's lived both frameworks, it's not. Because somebody who actually loves cannabis or sports betting or wine or whatever is gonna destroy you because she's gonna put more work and be better at it. More knowledgeable over time, right? Got it? So all those things are gonna work. But this goes back to what do you like best? Now you have a skill set and we're built a company around a skill set that will work for everything, which is great. As somebody who has math down, 
you can then deploy that against everything. That's a micro version of why I'm building VaynerMedia. VaynerMedia isn't a real company, it's a framework. I can use it against anything. I can make you the governor of Illinois with VaynerMedia in 10 years. I can attack Crohn's disease, because AJ has it. I can address, I can, I can do anything I want. So that's what you have a little bit brewing right now, which is cool. You have a skill set, which is a very needed skill set, which is quant-based marketing on the internet. Now, where you become vulnerable is, so did people that knew how to do Google back in the day, and I kept telling them to do social, and they're like, fuck it, this works, and they got caught as the attention goes away and things change, right? Math changes. True, no, I mean, I'm always staying on top of the trend. Exactly. You, you have to. Correct. There's no way you can't. So, but also the vulnerability is a lot of competition because everybody else, everybody and their mother's a digital marketing expert. My, my, my intuition is that if you sold something tangible, that like you, that you. learning? Nope. Like actual physical mm-hmm. Yep. And depl- around something you loved the most, that over time that would be a disproportionately bigger business than you selling the information of how to do it. I genuinely believe that. So, something to debate. Because you've already thought through the other part, right? Yeah, I've never thought into it. Deploying your talent against your own thing around something you love is a very interesting debate. So, like having a physical product but then using the digital marketing to sell? Of course. Others. I just never. I get it. Because because you're in a B two B framework. It's the same reason she thought she's now in the Mike Tyson business. I'm like, there's a way to stay in the Floyd Mayweather business. You're just in a B two B mind frame. Yes. That's all this is. Can can Vayner? Can I hold on? Let me just get. I want. I'm so scared to not get through, and then we'll wrap up. So my, I like the happiness stuff you're talking about. I grew up as a pastor's daughter, and it's just like you give free and give, 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 and so. You know, I have the funnel, it's going really well. I appreciate the free content. I would just love your intuition on it because um, the world does not need more victims. And my, you know, when someone's making an investment in my program and I'm, they're designing a life they're excited about living, it's like proof that they're not victims. I'm like, yes, I'm gonna be there at 2 a.m. if you need to talk, you know, that type of thing, which is free content. I just love your intuition on that. Um, so how do I avoid creating more of like, oh, he hurt, he was so bad to you, oh, you know, that's not what I do. Um, and it's really a, how can you stop being a victim and stop shutting down your life and get to the next level? Um, that comes, but isn't that coming through what you're actually doing? Yes, I do not do any free content right now. My social so, media game so, sucks, so, so that's. So, so I see. Uh, my intuition is you're using that ideological point of view to justify you not doing it because you don't fully believe in it. That's my first hot take. Okay. That you've decided putting out free content just creates more victimization instead of what I think it does which is you're gonna be helping people serendipitously without realizing it and some percentage of them are gonna go into your funnel and some are actually not gonna need to go into your funnel and are gonna be cured just from free content and that's amazing too in my opinion. Yes, that's so, much more aligned that, with my, I don't have a business background either, that's much more aligned. Well, good news, that's what I think is happening. Mm-hmm. You've decided that the free content is an enabler of more victimization. So now all you need to do is decide what I just said is more aligned with the way you actually see it. Okay. I appreciate the way you just said that. That's exactly right, you decide. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna be able to control it anyway. This is back to the things that people are passionate about. You're not in control of that anyway. Your, your 49 posts on Instagram are not gonna make a blip on the radar of victimization. What is more likely is you're gonna probably help two people without them ever going into your funnel and that aligns with what you give a fuck about. That's what I'm doing, right? I give advice, I take. 
right? I'm helping a lot of people who never give me a fucking penny. Not a sneaker, not a book, not a Vayner, nothing. Love it. Your stuff will get shared a lot the same way his stuff gets shared a lot because somebody will know somebody in that position. Shit gets yeah. shared when it's 100%, <laughs> yeah. not 98. Yeah, it would, your stuff would blow up, like his stuff blows up because it, it touches us. Because it's 100. Preach, correct. Preacher, preacher, preach Got it? Exactly. Preach it on there. Preach it. Preach so, funny, you know what I mean? <laughs> you're, yeah. you're, gonna go through, you're about to go through exactly what he and she went through. Mm-hmm. You're gonna start putting it out. You're gonna have more people in the funnel than you could have ever imagined and you're gonna have the serendipity of somebody grabbing you in the, in the airport and saying thank you. You're gonna, win tw- you're gonna win twice. Because of what I saw from you. You're gonna win twice. Aww. You're gonna win I get that every twice. day. I mean, yeah. the Uber driver last night's divorcing his wife. 15 minutes in the car with me. <laughs> you know, that is who I am. I'm serious. Like, that is who I am. It's, Makes sense. It's, I can't get my nails done without someone. We, we, we live in a world where 95% of people's framework is insecurity, which only leads to bad relationships. Right. Yeah. I understand. But you putting out content doesn't enable more victimization. I do not believe that. I could be wrong, but you get to decide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my turn. Your turn. All my questions changed after. Of course. <laughs> There's advantages and disadvantages of the process it goes through. Some go first, and it, 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 it's just a million. Dif- it, it's that's why this works. Totally. It's cool. Um, you know, I feel like in the last year, I've just got a couple hundred thousand followers yep. on Instagram. I've got a hundred thousand on YouTube. Yep. Um, I feel like like positivity, motivation, and feel bad that I'm like selling my so change thing. it. I, so that's I think what I'm trying to do with the podcast. So, but I, I I was thinking, should I monetize the podcast? But now after listening to you today, I'm like, no, no. I shouldn't. I mean, I, whoever holds their breath the longest wins. Yeah. That's that's good advice. I, my plan is to hold my breath until I die. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like so that's it. Yeah. The ironic thing is while you're holding your breath, the thing you want to happen is happening. Yeah. Without you compromising putting your head on the pillow. Yeah. You know how fun it is for me? This is why I keep trying to teach people how to build things that they need financially that don't come at the requirement of monetizing their audience. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with monetizing your audience. And there's nothing wrong with after you monetize your audience, if it doesn't feel good, to change back. Mm -hmm. Everything's in play. Mm -hmm. And everything changes every day. Yeah. Economy collapses tomorrow and everyone's in deep shit and like maybe you need the money. Maybe because you made a million and it seemed so easy and you're like wow this is incredible. Maybe you overextended yourself. Mm -hmm. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know if people go out and buy, like, uh, everyone does different shit. Yeah. So like the advice, this is back to why these are fun for me. It's contextual. This is easy now. Like these are themes of things, but like, think about all the moments. It's like 98 to 100, like I need to talk to get the, because I believe you actually, I felt it, but like, oh, okay. You know, as we kept talking, I'm like, okay, but maybe this, and that was it. 98 to 100. Mm-hmm. Looking at it where you can replicate what you've done in the past thinking about only B2B because that's been your whole career but realizing, wait a minute, you could do B2C. Because by the way, if you build a product, that's the stuff that actually sells for $400 million as a product. Like, you know, vitamin water sells to Pepsi. Mm-hmm. You know? Like L'Oreal buys that product from you. Pfizer buys that product from you. Yeah. Real estate's been working for 11 straight years. It's just inevitable now. Yeah, it's getting ready to crash. You know? So I wanted to catch it in the 
Yeah, but then, then it's fast and fucking timing, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and that makes sense. I mean, I started my, my brand is called like Live Fully. I talk about, you know, I had all of this success kind of young with yep. Miss America and all yep. these TV shows and I crashed and burned. I got addicted to Adderall. Yep. And yep. And I get like, it. Almost lost my life. I get it. And like totally changed. So my message is a lot like yours. Like it's it's happiness. All of this stuff, like I've got some of the stuff, but it's, I, it, this isn't it. And I, I get tell it. people that that come to my audience. And what, you, what you've got to decide is every time you're monetizing your audience, you're losing credibility with them because they feel like you did that to get the money. She's not so such a seller, and I, that's how I mean, she makes her living. And her husband put her up; like she crushed it on my preset sales. By the way, I don't know why that, she's but fine. but that what's another that, but way that, to like make, I guess, a living? Yeah. Uh, by by selling something else, like by creating a different product. Sure, I love that. Like, I do re- guys, remember, yeah. watch what I do, not what I say. How many people do you think I can sign up for a fifty thousand dollar a year mastermind where I see them for six <laughs> times a year? How many? How many? How many? How many? How how many? How many? Throw a number out. How many? How many? Think about that. Think about that. So let's talk about that. And I'm cocking around selling wine and sneakers with the thought of if you drink wine or if you want to buy it to give gifts instead of some other bullshit gift certificate this holiday season. If you wear sneakers. It's not even in the realm, financially, of what I could be doing. That's my answer. Where it gets really neat, though, why I love this advice, is I think we're about to live through an explosion of brands with people behind them, and all of a sudden, this is why I'm pushing you so hard, all of a sudden, if you do start a nail polish, because you love it, I don't know you, like, or toothpaste, you know, now, you're putting your head on your pillow because for me it's really easy because I know I want to give the information for free. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I also know you brush your teeth. Yeah. Right. And I don't expect you because I gave you great expectation to use mine over Crest. Now the whole cycle works. Got it? Yeah. I'm not monetizing the core thing. I'm giving you something that you already are doing. I'm not asking you to buy a hula hoop. Right. Like you're wearing sneakers and you're drinking wine or you're not because you're recovering or you don't wear sneakers and that's fine. And if you wear sneakers, and I've, do you know how many people email me things like, you've, I, you've stopped me from suicide, you've made me a million dollars. And then once in a blue moon, because I like learning, I'm like, did you buy empathy? They're like, oh, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> because I need that information to give advice here because I don't want to send you down the wrong path. Like, yeah. that's, yeah. that's, you know, but that's my, that's what I think you should do when you don't feel great about it. And you don't feel great about it right this second. By the way, you could also take one year on, one year off, you could. You don't feel great about it now, you go in a different way, then you're like, fuck, I missed the money and need some money. Yeah. And you do it. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. But let me promise you one thing. When you're monetizing your audience, they know. Yeah. Does, um, do you have a division of gallery in New York? Yeah, so do you know what gallery is? It's yes. what owns Pure Wow uh-huh. and 137 does the podcast? Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm coming to New York in like two and a half weeks. I didn't know. I mean, my podcast hasn't even launched yet. So yeah. Some of the episodes, I didn't even know if they'd even have a conversation. You're th- it's Gary at VaynerMedia. I'm happy to pass okay. you to Mary Kate. Who'd you talk to? Mary Kate? Ryan? Cal. Cal. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Okay. So for me, now that I have yep. launched my yep. product, so yes. it's helping my whole um, niche is like not. Yep, not I remember. I remember. Kids. Yep. And so my audience has just loved the product. It's so weird to have, to release a product, feel nervous about selling something, and then have your audience thank you for yeah, something that you're selling. Yeah, of course. Best feeling. Best. Um, 
but I also started out doing this whole thing doing brand work. I've been doing brand work for four years because yep. I love creating content yep. for brands. Yep. This year I work for Disney and Gap, yep. some of my dream brands. Yes. Um, but now I'm in this weird dynamic where I'm a brand, but I'm also a brand influencer. Great. So I know, but it's like I'm I'm all over the place. I feel like where do I That's focus my energy? Both. Yeah. Both. both. Yeah. Because they're working. I feel like I guess I'm trying to think too far ahead of like now the preset thing's working. Now I want to release two ebooks that people ask me constantly. Yep. Like mm-hmm. for. Um, so I I don't know how to like do that. And then you're talking about a podcast, which I would love to do, but then I have two little girls. Yeah, so. of course. So it comes down to a couple things: leisure, like. Like how much or how little do you need it? Like is it more fun yeah. for you to launch two eBooks and do another thing for Gap? For sure. Or is it more fun for you to like yeah. escape for a little bit and go ski I'm over or read? Right like so I, then don't do it. So don't do it. Don't do it. Okay. So focus more on my business and if I want to jump back into it, then I jump back into it. Correct. What people think is they think things are absolute. Yeah. I used an analogy yesterday, it really worked for me. Like just cause you're just cause the other team went on a 13-0 run in the second quarter of the basketball game and the home team booed you, like the home crowd booed you, doesn't mean the game's over. Like, just because you stop doing brand work doesn't mean that you're not allowed to go back in. They're not gonna forget about you. Right, yeah. <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I mean? People think like something's going away. Yeah. yeah makes sense. Brand work with influencers is gonna continue in perpetuity. But, but, when you go through this process now of monetizing two eBooks and this product, the stickiness and conversion base of your audience will continue to decline. Well, yeah, because that's where I'm kind of stuck because I have mother, mother, photography. I know. And then the brand influence. Because there's a breaking point. It's like open rates. It's like anything. It's like ads on Instagram. They worked better for three years ago than today. Of course I, I know. Now, if you're providing so much value that the top of your funnel grows, so you have a million people, you start monetizing them. At first it works, the second time less, the third time less. But if you're going from a million to three million people because what you're doing on the side, if you can keep growing, it, you don't see it, yeah. but it's still happening. You're like, Gary was wrong, I did two million this year. I'm like, nope, you grew 2x, yeah. 2.9x, you're converting, do you understand? Yeah. Yeah. And then the really scary part, is if another person comes up that has enough similarities with you that they siphon your audience. Because they're not asking for anything. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know how upset all the motivational marketers are with me? I fucked, I fucked them up. That's the one group that's not happy with me. The $50,000 masterminds. But you know the reality is there's still so many people. So. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. I guess one look, quick look, question. you've already lived the advice. Like, yeah. hold your breath. Yeah. It's always the same answer. Yeah. And I'm doing that TV project with Jason Beauregard. That's awesome. So That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. That's me. That's awesome. I know. <laughs> hold your breath. Okay. It just always works. Guys, provide more value than you're asking for in return. It's as basic as it gets. Plenty of, you know, pasture and Jesus and like in the set, like it's the fucking answer. It's hard. People, and don't make pretend you're doing it. That's what a lot of people are doing. Yeah. In this room and in the world. Yeah. Don't make pretend you're doing it. Don't justify why you're not doing it. It's a very simple thing. Because yeah. it's convenient for what you want right now and that's fine, that's human. I do that too. Doesn't mean it's not true. Well, first of all, thank you for um, you know, all that you've done.
Yeah, you've recently felt the yeah. entire impact of this entire thesis. And, and honestly, just the happiness that I've had this past three or four months has been leaps and bounds as opposed to thinking about marketing constantly and new ad, why this ad isn't working anymore and da da da. It was just the biggest headache and yeah. The email from the CFO in your LinkedIn is like, thank you for putting that out about why I should be investing more in PR, you know, versus you getting an email saying, take me off your unsubscribe list, you're spamming me from the same human. That's the difference between putting out value or trying to monetize. That's it, simple as simple. You know how much you guys would hate me if I went the other way? Because I'd be good at it. I'm good at selling. I'm really good at it. You would hate me. You would have bought something. I would have sold more wine. I mean it. From Gary B. You know? You know? Yes, we did. They did that empathy yesterday. So I've been thinking a lot about just like you said, what makes you happy. Yes. Honestly, I have that. You know, the end of your video. I just want to be happy. Don't you want to be happy? Like that rings in my head all Good. the time. And I've been just doing that, evaluating, um, and I've kind of realized that, like, I like doing my adjustments. I love my patients, but I really love doing lectures and videos. And like, when people get it, I get it. And just, I've had people come and like, oh email me or call me a year later like I was at one of your diabetes seminars and like just listen to the nutritional advice you gave and like I don't have diabetes I'm not on blood pressure cholesterol Go. and I, I love that never paid me a, a dime right like a, I, do I get it free lectures so I'm realizing that I want to do more of that and eventually kind of phase into that realm great right um, and so I'm trying to build my brand more right now primarily my whole audience and like my lifeline has been Facebook and you can't so, allow that. And I know. And you that, need to and fix that. To yes. Diversify you can't. Don't try. On every single different thing, and like build my YouTube and Instagram. All of it. And, and do all of that. So that's the amount of people I'm that at. are going to get hurt when Instagram or get changes is going to be devastating. Right, and that's what I don't want. And, I, and I've done. I do a radio show as well. Yep. You know, once a month Great. in the city. So you know, I have diversified, and I'm getting you know pretty pretty popular. So I'm trying to build those other platforms. Um, I guess. My question is like, how do I, or when do I start targeting, like I guess, greater than the city? Because I'm getting popular in the city. Like I want to, you know, I, that will naturally. I'm not gonna have like you're, speaking you're, you're, you know, that, gigs and stuff like that. That's like, gonna naturally happen. That's what's so beauty about social media marketing. Just because you're targeting Ottawa doesn't mean one person doesn't share it and California doesn't. Pay. That's naturally. Yeah, and I've had that. I've of course you've had, had that. People videos. The like, answer. The answer to your question. The answer to your question is more of the same. Just keep dumping more content. When did you go from man to brand? I didn't. I'm still doing more of the same. It just feels like I did because of the level of success. I literally do the same shit I did 10 years ago. And then I'm just curious too because like I, I want to get like, um, you know, I want to write a book. I have a couple different ideas of books that I want to write because I constantly get the same questions. That's why I made the videos in the first place. I was getting the same questions over and over. I'm like, I'm just going to shoot a video. I think, I think you're, the, my personal point of view, quick take is you're where she was when we met two years ago. And I, I, I picked that up immediately. So like just, way too so early. wait, so just put your head down and like, like, put your head down and do another two years of this and then come back up for air and debate it again. All of this will be here. Unless you die, it's all going to be here. Writing books will be here. Television shows will be here. Like, all this will be here. The internet's one, and the internet needs content. What about Instagram? What about, will it be here if it changes? No. I mean, that's, My thing, that's why I feel like I gotta keep, we gotta keep doing it. You need to squeeze it for all it is right now, and you need to siphon that information to your own email newsletter, your own text messaging platform, you need to win on LinkedIn, you need to win on podcasts, you need to do everything. Telephones are gone. Everything's not gone.
everything. It's, it's transmitted to it's scary, the Instagram thing. Even though it's scary because you're disproportionately over leveraged there. Everything's scary. But it's just a matter of time. Facebook was like that. Of course it's a matter of time. We've been, you've watched it happen for the last decade. Yeah. MySpace was number one. Dane Cook came from there. Tila Tequila came from there. Will VaynerMedia help me market my restaurant? Definitely not. It just, it doesn't because it's not built to be able to do. Help me uh, with that. We're not capable. We're not capable. Like the minimum fee for VaynerMedia is a million dollars. Okay. But Sasha Group might be able to. Jesse might be able to. There you go. I'm making a month. At that restaurant. So you're not burning? I'm not. I'm. I'm burning, but I'm making money. I'm no, no, making, you're losing money. Well, I'm you're burning. Too many employees. That means surprised. you're burning. Yeah, but I. You're I, burning. But yes, but last month, the last two months, I've been let, letting go, moving on. But still burning. Uh, in another month, I should be break here. even. And Good. In another month, I should be. Well, burning. then that's different. Yeah. And you so start going on the offense. Yeah. That makes sense. I don't want to die. I agree. That's a bad idea. <laughs> All right, I gotta go take stage. Can we get quick pictures or Absolutely. let's go fast? Hey, podcast, it's me, Gary. Uh, thank you so much for uh, listening to the podcast. Uh, I've been blown away by the explosion of the podcast this year. And speaking about this year, this is the year that my empathy wine comes out. Empathywines.com is the website. Empathywines with an S dot com is the website. If you've enjoyed this free podcast and it's brought you any value whatsoever, it would mean so, so much to me that at least you could go there and sign up for a three bottle subscription. Or if you're really into wine and you drink 36 bottles of wine a year, I highly recommend that you sign up for Club Empathy, which gives you a case of the rosé, the white, and the red. Empathywines.com. Buy it or I'll die.